If you're with us online, I want to say thank you for being a part of the Destiny family this morning. We look forward to connecting with you. It's going to be a great message and a great time of ministry this morning. So I'm excited. Get your notebooks together and let's get started. going to jump in. Uh, if you're a first-time guest with us or new, I'm Pastor Chris. I am our executive pastor here at Destiny. Excited to get to speak to you guys this morning. Uh, pastor Lawrence, our lead pastor, is actually out. He is recovering. Uh, he had eye surgery the end of this last week, so he is doing well. I talked to him this morning. Uh, he's going to be watching online, no doubt, with his good eye. Um, uh, it's going to be good. So, be praying for him, quick, speedy recovery. I will say, um, he's probably watching this, so I'm begging trouble for it later, but that's all right. I do hope that he wears this patch for at least another week, because I like to call him Captain Lawrence instead of Pastor Lawrence for a little bit, but we'll see how that goes. All right? Anyway, the jokes have been abundant this week since he's got out, so it's been awesome. But let's turn our attention to Jesus and not jokes. Um <laughs> uh, you know, it's good to have fun together. It really is. Like, we don't have to be uptight. I don't believe Jesus and the disciples were uptight at all. I think they were just chill. I think they had a lot of fun together. I mean, I think there's a lot of even times you look at some of the things the disciples said, that's a bit questionable even, right? I mean, you got one situation where Jesus and the disciples are in the boat, and there's some people acting kind of crazy on the side, and James and John are like, hey, you want me to send lightning bolts down? And Jesus is like, no, chill, like, calm down. It's not that serious, okay? So, like, it's okay. But I want to jump in today, and if you're taking notes, A Deeper Call is the title of the message today, and I want to really focus in on something. I think God is up to something big this morning. I'm just telling you, I came in, I was excited for the message. Worship hit, I was so excited. I've been going over my notes, I've been ready, and then... Jesus messes everything up, right, in a good way. About midway through worship, I just felt like there was just this whole extra download of stuff for this morning, so I'm excited to jump in because I believe God is doing something. You know, we serve a living God. It's not like we just sit and read a verse and it's like, okay, well, see what I can make happen out of those texts. No, they are living word. As we begin to read that scripture, there is a revelation and impartation that comes from the word of God inside of us to ignite something in our spirit to help us to be more of who God has created us to be. So I want us to jump in right now. I'll we're starting to begin to focus back in on the table this next season, and I just want to say how much I love the concept of the table. And here's the thing. The thing I love about it is it empowers you to encounter God right where you're at, right? It's not a, I've got to wait for a service. I've got to wait for a message. I've got to wait for the preacher. It is, there is a God that wants to meet with me wherever I'm at, and I'm going to get people, people together who have a heart, and we're going to dive in to see what God wants to do. It empowers you to be who God created you to be right where you're at. Now, can I just... Say, if you're taking notes, this is actually your first blank, and I know it's not like right in the middle of a good preaching point, uh, but I promise there's a purpose for it. 
Comparison is the easiest way the devil stops you from being all God created you to be. I want to say at the very beginning, before we even jump into the message, because I'm telling you right now, the moment we dive in, there are some of us in the room, they're like, well, I can't do that because. There is no reason you can't do what God's called you to do. I'm just telling you. It may absolutely look different than somebody else, and that is okay, because you were not created to do it like anyone else. You were created to be who God made you to be and not anybody else. We spend too much time trying to look like someone else, preach like someone else, sing like someone else, dress like someone else. And the truth is God did not create you to be a counterfeit. He created you to be an original. So be who he created you to be. Let's get started. 1 Samuel 17, we're going to read verses 32 through verse 40. Said David, uh, sorry, David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail on account of him, for the servant will go out and he will fight this Philistine. Then Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine. I love this. For you are just a youth, while he has been a warrior since his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion and a bear came and took the lamb from the flock. I went out after him and I attacked him and I rescued it. From his mouth. I love, like, hold on. Can we just pause right there for a second? Like, he rescued from a lion in a bear's mouth. This isn't like he chased it till he put it down and, like, snuck out of the bush and grabbed it and ran away. Okay? Like, he went after it and, like, literally rescued it. Okay? It says, when he rose up against me, I seized him by the beard and I struck him and I killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has taunted the armies of the living God. And David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. I love it. Like the boldness in David said, no, no, no. You can say I'm not qualified, but you don't qualify me. God qualifies me. I've already done it. I'm just wanting to do it in another forum. And he's like, okay, go for it. But then David clothed, I'm sorry, then Saul clothed David in his garments and he put a bronze helmet on him and he clothed him with armor. David girded his sword and his armor and he tried to walk for he had not tested them. So David said to Saul, I cannot go in these for I've not tested them. And David took them off and he took a stick in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. He put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in his pouch, and a sling in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. Now, I want to jump back and unpack this portion of Scripture for us for a minute, just to make sure we're all on the same page. This is Goliath taunting the Philistines. David shows up with bread and food for his brothers, sees it, and he's like, oh, no, this isn't going to happen. Like, we've got to do something about it. Now, can I point out, there's a bunch of things not talked about right here, but there were an entire army of warriors, like, who had spent their life fighting, who were terrified of one man. Do you realize that? Like, Goliath was that big of a guy. He was a known fighter, warrior, and all these guys against him are like, I'm not fighting him. And this guy shows up, untrained, just walks in the middle, he's like, that can't happen. I got to do something about it. Oh. 
Don't misunderstand me. There's a depth of understanding your Bible and Scripture that is vital to us growing and being who God's called us to be. But you don't have to learn, be able to quote your Bible before you are able to be used by God. Are you with me? Jesus called the disciples and he said, what? Come follow me. And they immediately started doing ministry with him as he taught them along the way. Are you with me? It's a process. I don't care if you got saved a week ago or 50 years ago. How many of us in the room know it's still a process? We're all still learning. Every one of us. So what we've got to be able to do is be able to identify the things in our own life that say, no, 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 that can't exist. I just want to say, before I go any farther in this message, I, I want us to pause for a moment. Let's pray for just a second. God, in this moment, I believe you are doing something new. I believe there is a reviving that is happening right now and equipping. And I believe there are generational curses that you want broken off people's lives this morning. That there are strongholds that people have been contending with, that their fathers contended with, that their grandfathers contended with, and you want that to stop here and now. And I just declare victory right now in Jesus' name over each and every person in this room that we would rise up in the anointing that you have called us to walk in and we would be everything that you have called and created us to be, that we would not be held back by any issues, struggles that we have, but we would be able to clearly see what needs to live in the land and what needs to be vanquished from it, and that we would stand up and rise up in the authority of God and call order where there needs to be order. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. See, the thing about this that I love is David wasn't who you thought would be the one to answer the question. He wasn't. He wasn't the one you think would be the hero in the story. He was somebody's little brother that showed up with food. Like, let's be real. But there's the deeper part of this. Do you realize a few verses before this, quite a few verses before this, David was anointed for something. Do you remember what that is? To be king. Over what? Israel. In Judah. The Philistines were in Judah. This was more than a battle for who was going to win the field. This was a battle over the anointing that was on his life and what God had promised him and the area that he was to be king over. Do you realize, had this battle lost, it wouldn't have just been a battle that is like, oh, man, we lost that city, we lost that town. David most likely would have became a slave and a captive in the area because that's where he lived. And the anointing and the promise that was on his life was what was brought into question. He had more to fight for than just a battle that day. And I don't think he even realized. I'm just telling you, you got more to fight for than whether you're going to win the addiction that you're struggling with. You got more of a battle to fight with if you're going to overcome the struggle in your life this week. You got more that you're fighting for than, man, if I just want to have a good week this week or not. There is more at stake in your life than what you see in the immediate.
This is the thing, like, we've got to understand there is a deeper call in what God has anointed and created you for, and he designed you specifically to accomplish that call. Nobody else can be who God created you to be. Can't. That's why we're all different. That's why we all have different gifts, talents, and abilities. It's because we all serve a different purpose. It's a different role that you were created for than what I was created for. There are people on this planet that you will reach that I can never reach because of who God created you to be. It's that simple. But understanding that and realizing we can't try to be somebody else to accomplish that. Saul saw the passion in David and he said, okay, here, I'm going to give you all my armor. I'm going to have you go out looking like me. Do you realize Saul's armor was specific? It wasn't just armor. It was specific to Saul. Had David walked out into battle in Saul's armor, everyone would have initially thought it was Saul. God didn't create you to go into battle. And let me just be clear, there is a spiritual battle that is going on looking like anyone else. David had, I love this. David puts it on. He's like, I can't do this. It's not me. It doesn't fit. It doesn't work right. You ever, you ever tried that? You ever tried to go out and I'm going to pray like Pastor Lawrence. And you start trying to pray like me. Like, it just feels weird. Right? And you start just trying to be like somebody you saw on TV or trying to preach like T.D. Jakes or trying to, I'm, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm going to start praying for people on the street and I'm gonna, I saw this dude on YouTube and I'm going to go out, like, be you. Who's God called you to be? See, the thing is, we spend our life trying to have a relationship with God that looks like someone's el- someone else's. And it often leaves us frustrated and empty. Let me put it this way. How many married people we got in the room? A lot of us, I know. Anybody ever looked at someone else's relationship and thought, man, they got a great relationship. I'm going to do things the way they do. And it was weird. And it didn't work. Right? That's because you have a unique relationship. You've got two unique individuals with two unique needs. So for your marriage to work and you to function well, you have to cooperate with the giftings that you two have. Your spiritual walk is no different. You have unique giftings and characteristics to who God made you, and we've got to cooperate with who God is and what he designed us to be in order for that to work correctly. Who David was wasn't determined by the obstacles in his path. It was determined by his faithfulness in the field. And what I mean by that is really simple. David couldn't say, here's all the battles I've won in war because he had never been in that battle before. But what did he do? He said, no, when I was in the field, I fought the lion, I fought the bear, and I won. I'm just telling you right now, there are going to be battles that you will face. There are going to be things that come your way, and you're going to look at it and be like, God, I don't know if I'm big enough to handle that. Can I help you? You're not. You're not. But he is. 
So the comfort doesn't come in your ability. The doesn't, comfort doesn't come in what you can accomplish. The comfort comes in, God, when I didn't even want a relationship with you, you pursued me and you were there for me. God, when I got into relationship with you and I didn't know what I was doing, you were with me and you were following me. God, when I tried and I failed, you were there to pick me up. So I don't know if I can do this or not, but I know you're going to be with me no matter what. The confidence isn't in you, it's in him. David's confidence didn't come in because he was like, you know what? That dude's smaller than a bear. I think I can take him. It's not what happened. It was, hey, I fought a bear. I fought a lion. I mean, you're bigger than both of them, but God hadn't let me die yet. That's probably the way he looked at it. I don't know. Maybe not. That's how I would have looked at it. Can I just say there's some of you in this room right now that you're facing things. You're like, God, I don't know if I'm big enough to handle this. God hasn't let you die yet. And he's not going to let you know. There is something bigger that you are called to. There is an anointing that is on your life that is bigger than what you have already accomplished in this world. I'm just saying if we can get our life in alignment with who God's called us to be, we're able to see so many more things. I want want to pause right there because I want to make sure that I don't miss this. See, a lot of times we get in this habit of, God, I want you to do this, so I'm going to read my Bible more, right? God, I want you to do this in my life, so I'm going to fast more. God, I want you to do this, so I'm going to go to church more frequently. Don't misunderstand me. Praying more is a good thing. Reading your Bible more is a good thing. Fasting more is a good thing. Are you with me? But if the only reason you're doing them is to get something from God that you are asking for, you're abusing the relationship. Let me ask you, if you had a friend who started dating a guy, and and that guy's like, hey, if you pay my rent, I'll take you on a date this weekend. Hey, you know what? If you will pay my car payment, I promise I'll bring you flowers once a week. How many of you guys are like, you need to dump that loser? Right? Real quick. But how many of you realize we do the same thing? Let's reverse it in our spiritual life. God, if you provide me with this good job, I'll be faithful in the tithe that you've asked me to be. God, you help my marriage. I'll quit cheating on my wife. God, you help her understand this better. I'll quit drinking more. God, if you help me with this, I'll start coming to church every Sunday. That's not the way a relationship's designed to work. God, I want to know who you are, and I want a deeper relationship with it. So because of that, I'm going to have a conversation with you. Because of that, I'm going to purpose that every day I'm going to pick up my word and I'm going to read it just like I would pick up the phone and call someone I care about. Every day I talk to my wife. Every day. Why? Because I love my wife. I want a relationship with my wife. How many of you guys think I would have my relationship would suffer if I only talked to my wife once a month? Probably. Guys, your relationship will suffer if you only talk to Jesus once a month. It's a relationship. 
It's not that he's backing away from you, but if you're not pushing in, then we're missing it. There is more that you were created for. And understanding, it doesn't need to look like anybody else. It needs to look like you. It is not always going to be comfortable. When you are outside of this setting and you say, you know what, I'm going to press into God this morning. You're going to sit and pray. Uh, can, can we ask this? Like, we're coming up to the end of our 40 days. And how many of you guys, I know some of you guys, we started off fasting and some of those things. How many of you guys are still hanging in there? Some of you are like, no, we got to worship night. That was like the 10%, and I was, I was out. Some of y'all did a little extra, right? But here's the deal. How many of you guys realize that that's difficult at times? Anybody ever sat down to pray, and you go through, like, all the things you need God to do, and then it's like, that's what you want to talk about, Jesus? Y'all laugh because you know what I'm talking about. You've sat there and you sit for a few minutes. It's like, kind of like awkward. It's like, all right. You know how it becomes not awkward? You keep doing it. That's it. It's kind of like this. When you are in a car with someone you don't know well, you feel like you've got to make conversation the whole way so it's not like awkward silence. But when you're in the car with someone you've got a good relationship with, it's constant conversation. Or it's comfortable silence. It's okay with silence. It's okay for it to feel different, look different. See, in our house, we like to try to do communion once a month. Just to, as a family, come together. We have a time of prayer, and then we just try and start off our week. We do that on Sunday nights at least once a month. Sometimes if we can do it more, that's great. But can I tell you, it, it's not always pretty. It's not. It's not like I don't got a pulpit in our house. I don't have, like, stage lights that come on in our living room. Like, we light a couple candles. We pull the phone out and hit play. Anybody else? You got Hulu. I'm just saying I'm, I'm cheap. We don't, we don't have the paid version, so we'll be, like, mid-prayer, and it's, like, pause for commercial break. Like, all right. It's Okay. <laughs> It's awkward. I got one kid laying upside down on the couch, and we're, like, trying to pray. It's like, but this is not spiritual, but it is. There's a depth that God's called you to, and it is not always going to look perfect. It is not always going to be packaged right. It is not always going to be what you see on TV or YouTube or Instagram or anything else. Can I just... Can I say something honestly and not trying to be mean? But all the Christian influencers you see on Instagram and social media, that's great. I love them. I'm not saying anything negative about them. But I can promise you some of those like morning prayer and coffee time posts, they spend as much time preparing the post as they did in the morning prayer. And I'm not bashing them. I know that because I've done it. I've been on vacation. It's like I'm praying, reading my Bible out over the ocean, and it's this awesome time on vacation. I'm like, man, I'm going to post about my great prayer time this morning. And I post it. It's like, oh, no, there's like some weird dude in the back. So I reposition it. Like, no, I don't like that. Like 38 pictures later, I got the perfect post of my prayer time this morning. Tell the truth. I know some of y'all been there. Don't look at me like I'm weird. Tell the truth. All right. We get so caught up in the presentation sometimes that we lose sight of the purpose. That's all I'm saying. 
You weren't created to carry anyone else's armor. You weren't created to do ministry like anyone else. God created you specifically to do ministry like you. And that's going to look different from you. Some of you will not ever get on a stage and worship and sing like Chrissy. You won't. Some of you will never get up and play a guitar like Mr. Lear over here. Some of you will never get on this platform and preach a message like Pastor Lawrence. And that is okay. Because I also know there's some of you that can sit down and talk to somebody and immediately they begin to open up about the areas that they're broken and there's a depth of conversation and comfortableness that they can bring out of that that not everybody else carries. Do you realize there is something you carry that no one else carries? What is that? I can't tell you what it is because you've got to discover that. David's confidence confidence didn't come in what he had. It came from his faith in God. If you leave here today and you're like, man, I'm going to do this. I'm really going to have a good relationship with God because I'm great at, you missed it. I want to have a great relationship with God because I care about God and there's a depth of relationship that he wants to have with me. That's it. And that's going to look different for everybody. But what do you do to press into that? When you leave here today, what does this week look like for you to truly go deeper in your relationship with God? Can I just tell you if it's not on purpose, it's probably not going to happen. How many of you guys at the beginning of the year, I'm going to work out more often. But you forgot to get a gym membership? Right? Like, anybody done that? Or you bought one and then, like, you forgot how to get there, right? You didn't really forget. I'm just trying to give you an excuse here, right? It's like I just, I mean, I went twice, and I felt weird, so I quit. When you start anything new, it's going to feel weird. Don't quit. Stay at it till it becomes comfortable. Man, but I just wish I could hear the voice of God and sit and talk with him, and when it feels weird, stay there. When you don't have anything else to say, listen. Well, how do I know when I'm done? When you went longer than you did last time. Anybody in here, last thing I'm going to say, I'm going to start to wrap it up here. But you ever been like, man, I wish I could pray for an hour. And you sit down and start to pray for an hour. You get like five minutes in, you're like, wow. Right? Here's the beautiful thing. So the next time you sit down and pray, hours your goal, right? Pray for seven minutes. And the next time, pray for nine. And the next time, if you're like me, it's got to be ten. You got to get to whole numbers here because this odds already messing with my head as I'm using the illustration. I can't sit down and pray for thirteen. It's got to be fifteen, right? Like I've got like whatever that is. As long as it's further than where you went before, you're making progress. Don't be legalistic about, man, I failed. I didn't pray for an hour this week. I only prayed for 36 minutes. Well, you were four minutes too short, but that was a good goal. Right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let me ask you this. Is it 36 minutes longer than you prayed last week? Is it 36 minutes longer than you prayed yesterday? Then you're moving forward. There's not an end goal anyway. 
can I let some of you guys in on a secret? There's not like an end goal. It's not like once I accomplish this, my relationship with God is set and I'm done. There's not a done. Once you fix all the issues that you have, can I, I hate to break this to you. How many of you guys have prayed and God's like, hey, you need to fix X, Y, Z in your life. And you're like, oh, man, and you spend years trying to solve X, Y, Z in your life. I hate to tell you. But you're going to finish with Z. And God's like, you got A, B, C that's wrong in your life. Like, God, I just went through the whole thing. Now you start again. Because he's refining you. And he's developing you. And he's moving you forward. And now there's new bits of revelation. God, I've read this verse a thousand times. Yeah, but this time you're going to get something you never got out of it. Yeah, but this time I'm going to get a nugget that I've never seen before. We've got to come to a place where we're really ready to press into who God's called us to be. We'll give you an action point for this week as the band starts to come back up. See, our action point for this week is real simple. Pray about who God's put in your heart to invite to lunch next Sunday, February 19th, after church to make a deeper, more meaningful connection. Now, here's why I say that, because you guys have heard pastors talk about, we've done a couple giveaways. This is kind of like the gym illustration that I used earlier, right? We say we want a deeper relationship, we want more meaningful connections. How many of you guys want to sit around a table with people and just have a meal and go deeper in your conversation with God. Does that sound good to anybody else? Uh, we can get up here and say it sounds great all day long, but when are we going to do it? February 19th. You can do it the 21st. You can do it the 23rd. You can do it the 26th. You can keep going. But if we're going to say we're going to do this, then let's at least get a starting point, right? So who is it? Who is it in your life that God has brought into? Can I challenge you with something? Don't just say, hey, yeah, this is my best friend that we go to lunch with all the time. We're going to go hang out next week. You already know each other well. Who's somebody you don't know well? Who's somebody you're not deeply connected to? Who's somebody that, I don't know why, but every time I've got coffee for the last month, I've ran into them every single time I've been there. God might be putting them in your path. Who is it? Let's just be aware. Let's just be sensitive. That's why I put pray about it. This isn't just like, hey, that's a cool family. I think we can hang out. Singles in the room, not the time. I saw you getting coffee. No, this is about Jesus, okay? Pray about it. Who's God put on your heart? Right? There's something that God wants to do, and I want to challenge you. Let's all stand. I want to challenge you with something. As we conclude, because I really do believe there is something specific that God wants to do in you. I believe there's a deeper call to where God's taking us. I want to ask two things. I want to pray for you really quick, and then we're going to go into worship. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're in the room and you say, you know, the truth of it is, I really don't know how to have that relationship with God. I've never had it. Or maybe I've had it and I've never really leaned into it and tried to develop it. And I want to know more of who God has for my life. Zesha, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you really quickly. Thank you. Thank you. 
Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, I pray for right now, for everyone who's had the courage to lift their hand, God, that we would just receive you into our heart. God, we would confess that we are sinners that need to be saved by your grace, God. God, I pray that every person who lifted their hand, God, that you would bring people into their path to encourage them and strengthen them. That they would take a step in moving forward in who you've called them to be and developing that relationship with you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, the next one, I want to do a little bit different. We're going to have our elders come up, and they're going to be on the left here underneath the screen. Jim and Diana Howard, Jason and Heather Shiflett, Derek and Crystal Wilson, Ryan and Gina Perry, Dave and Lauren Fulford, Wade and Jennifer Moore. They're going to be right over here. And here's what I want to ask. I really believe God wants freedom for you today. You know, there's something about just saying, hey, Jesus, here's what I need you to do in my life. And God is faithful every time. But there's also something about coming face to face with somebody and saying, listen, I need somebody to help me. And praying with that person to help you overcome what you are struggling with and dealing with. And I really do believe there is something of generational curses that God wants broken today. And I just want to challenge you. As we begin to worship, if there's an area in your life that you are struggling and you're just ready to be done with, there's a Goliath that's in your path that's stopping you from being who God's called you to be, then that, real talk, that giant needs to die. Not like he needs to be pushed to the side, we need to keep him quiet. No, that giant needs to die so that it doesn't stop you or anyone else in your family after you from this day forward. So we're going to worship. And we're going to press in and we're going to sing. And I just want to ask, if there is any area that you are struggling with, you need somebody just to partner with you in prayer. Maybe it's a doctor's report that you need prayer over. Maybe it's an area of struggle that you have. Whatever that is in your life and you need somebody just to partner with you, our elders are ready to pray. And let's press in and let's worship for just a little bit longer. And let's partner together and be who God has called us to be this morning.